Hey, it's Andrea, and welcome to the Energetic Abundance Podcast. Today is such a good episode. We are all we are talking all about what it means to really run a spiritual business, what it looks like, what that means for you energetically. And also, we're going to be talking to Sarah Blackburn Reiki about her experience running a spiritual business, as well as about what it's been like for her as she's dived into her own Reiki practice, I guess. That's the best way to put it. This is such a good episode. Sarah is an absolute light, and she the way that she shares about her gifts and about her practice is so, so beautiful. And also about the fact that to get where she is now, it involved taking a lot of leaps. And she did that really, really bravely. I'm really, really excited about that for her. So without further ado, let's dive into this absolutely amazing episode with Sarah Blackburn. Okay, everybody. So we are here with Sarah, and this is going to be the best interview of life. Something you might not know that I might have not mentioned in the intro, but I probably did because this is hilarious, is that I low-key believe that Sarah's my long-lost twin. (laughs) We are not the same age. separated two years um, after birth. That's what I think. But thank you so much for being here, Sarah. I'm so excited to have a Reiki practitioner on here to share to share your beautiful practice and to really share how this can be nurturing for entrepreneurs because the energetic load that entrepreneurs take on in a day-to-day basis is completely underestimated. I thought that my life as an entrepreneur would be like, oh, I roll out of bed. I put on yoga (laughs) pants. I drink tea. I heal people with my words. But ultimately what I'm doing is I'm taking on a lot of people's shadow a lot of people's energy, yes. really challenging limiting beliefs, which means that energy work is major for me in totally. maintaining my energy. And that's a compliment I get a lot is, wow, Andrea, your energy is so vibrant. Your energy is so great. A lot of the energy work I do is something I practice on myself. I've never had yes. a Reiki session before, but I'm really yes. excited to talk to you, Sarah. So how did you find yes. your practice? Yeah. So for me, it was kind of a funny synchronicity. Um, I was working, I live in New York City, and I was working as a recruiter. And I was like making a super good salary. I had like coworkers who I love. My company was chill, had a great apartment, a great husband. And I remember going home one day and saying to my husband, like, if everything on a checklist, like if I could pick my dream life and like could check off everything, if I have all of that now, why does it feel like something's missing? Or like, why do I not feel happy? So at that time, I was like, you know what, I'm never somebody to sit in dissatisfaction ever. I'm like, something's not working out. I'm changing it. So I decided to like make a big, bold move at that point, um, given a resignation and um, decided actually to do yoga teacher training. And I remember when I resigned to my boss, he said, so you're leaving to go be a yoga teacher. And I said, um, actually, I don't really think I'm probably going to be a yoga teacher. This is just like the path that I'm going down and I'm giving myself some time to kind of figure it out. So synchronistically, after I had already given in my notice, my husband had gotten me for my birthday, um, a Reiki healing session with an intuitive. And she had suggested to me, 
oh my gosh, you should look into Reiki. Like I can see your gifts and this would be such a perfect channel for you to be able to use your gifts and really help people in such a meaningful way. And to me, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> that resonated with me like to the depths of my soul on such a deep, deep level. So I was able to um, get my certification during my yoga teacher training. And then basically clients just started coming to me. Like I, at that point was still sort of practicing on friends and family and through word of mouth, people would reach out to me and be like, Hey, I wanted to book you for a session. Like, are you available? And I was like, Oh, I guess I am. So my practice kind of fell out of air for me in that way. And it really, really truly is my passion and definitely evolved from the beginning. You know, I was doing sessions in person um, with people and it's really evolved now to where I only do distance. That way I can work with people across the globe and really give them so much. And like you said, it's so important, especially for entrepreneurs um, to have this support because you're always lending support to other people. And sometimes, like you said, your life force can get wrapped in on helping other people and you can get some of their problems. So I love going in there and working with those people and giving that support. And I can do that from my home. People are busy. They don't have time necessarily to leave and dedicate tons of time. So it's like we both have the best of both worlds to be able to connect on an energetic level in such a deep and meaningful way. Sarah, that sounds so special. Like, I think that this is going to so deeply resonate with everybody who's listening because this is the type of support, like literally every single one of my clients is like, I'm feeling really tired. Like, it's almost like I'm taking on everyone's energy that I work with. And I'm like, well, because you are, and that's, that's a part of the process. And that's why this is such an amazing form of self-care. And yeah. I find like, I really enjoy going for massages and getting body work exactly. done. That's something that's yeah. really, really special for me. Totally. But, and that moves the energy too in its own way. So definitely. Yeah. Amazing. Like, so I think, correct me if I'm wrong. So is Reiki sort of like <laughs> just an energetic massage? Like, is that, is that like a similar experience? Oh my God. Yeah. That's, oh my God. Yeah, I would say that's like the perfect way to describe it. It's really, so the Reiki energy is just this um, universal life force. It's like the highest vibrational light. And essentially during the sessions, we bring it into exactly what you said, our energetic bodies, our emotional bodies, but also our physical bodies. Because like you said, we can take on uh, pain and experiences. And sometimes when we can't recognize those emotions, they'll manifest in physical ailments in our bodies. So what this light will do is it'll come in and anything that doesn't resonate with it. So like vibing on the highest, highest level, it'll go in and clear out. So like if you have stagnant energy or you have, um, you know, any chakras that need balancing or opening, it'll just go in and clear everything from all of your bodies to just really help you vibrate on that highest level. And like, allow yourself to be into the natural state of well-being that you're really meant to be in. So it's amazing. (laughs) That sounds absolutely amazing. So you touched on really quickly um, earlier that you have gifts. Can you share with us a little bit about what your gifts are and how you became aware of them? Yeah, sure. So um, I have a gift of being able to essentially read energy and I never really realized I just thought I was always like hyper emotionally intelligent and like how you see it because it is a sixth sense it's not something you see on the physical plane so when people talk about oh I see auras or I see um chakras you think like you literally and some people can but you think what I would think would be you literally see it but it's actually happening in the mind's eye it's more like impressions so like what I like to say is that if somebody walks in a room and they're in a really bad mood 
you can feel that energy. It's being able to feel that. And the more I've, you know, gotten in tune with it, the deeper I can kind of go with it. But it's being able to feel that and kind of know what's going on, even if somebody hasn't expressed it. And I remember this story when I was a really little girl. My mom always tells us that we moved from um, Canada to the U.S. I was six. I just turned seven. And the school had invited me in for basically an evaluation, like a behavioral evaluation, see where I was at and things like that. But they called it a pizza party. And I was like, so excited. I love a party. Always have, always will. So I was like, yes, I'm going for this pizza party. Like, I can't wait for it. And when I got there, I saw people like taking notes. Like I noticed it. And I like saw through that situation in such a deep way that probably a seven-year-old shouldn't know. And my mom said, I was like pissed. I would not comply. I was like, this isn't a pizza party. You duped me. So that's like, something we always joke about so (laughs) it wasn't something I was like consciously aware of but it was always this gift I was um tapping into that was helping me and um essentially you know working with that energy reader she had helped me realize like this is a gift and this is something and I know Andrea we talked about this but like learning how to turn it off when you have this gift like not reading people's energy all the time it can create a lot of anxiety you're getting so many impressions and especially for me living in New York City, like that is a wave of energy just coming in constantly. So just really realizing what it, what it is, being able to work with it in a dynamic way, but also learning to like not have that be on all the time. So yeah, that's really, really hard to take on that. I, I yeah. have clients who are intuitives and people in my community yeah. who are just like, Um, They might identify as intuitive. They might identify as energy workers. They might identify as light workers. Mm -hmm. Even coaches take this on. um, Oh, yeah. Who will just say, like, I need to learn how to have boundaries, not just, like, physical boundaries. Like, no, I can't take you to the airport today. But boundaries in terms of, oh, my goodness, I can't. I can't control how people are around me, but I can control if I am taking on their energy all the time. Exactly. And that that is so huge. And that's something I experienced a lot as a child. I just thought like, oh, I'm just super sensitive. And it was like, no, no, that's, that's (laughs) not quite it. Obviously some people just are super sensitive and that's like the extent of what they're working with and what they're dealing with. But as I've gotten older and I've like developed in my own gifts developed in my confidence which I think is a major a major catalyst in whether or not you're really able to move it more deeply into your gifts definitely like that has been a major major growing experience for me and realizing like oh no this isn't sensitivity I can't treat it like (laughs) I'm just being sensitive I can't treat it like I'm overreacting like it's one-dimensional yeah, I'm not overreacting. I'm just reacting yeah. to the experience that other people, to an experience that other people aren't having. So yeah. even though, even though I, like, even though my boyfriend, my partner, who's really, really great, um, he can't relate to the way I'm seeing a situation. So he'll think I'm overreacting because he's a triple earth sign and he's like made of the earth. Um, So like he can't relate to the experience that I'm having. And so he'll like for a long time, he'd say like, I really think you're overreacting. And I'm like, if you were experiencing this situation, the way that I'm experiencing this situation, 
you would be amazed at actually how you feel like you're underreacting. Right yeah. Like I'm like, yeah. trust me, I haven't been like yeah. this my whole life. And yeah. I'm also overreacting. I've really learned to yes. underreact. Like exactly. I, and I think and that, it's so that true is too. So like wild. a lot of coach. Yeah, it's so good. And like a lot of coaches, like, you know, you really supporting and helping entrepreneurs. I would say like you know, because I do work a lot with light workers and coaches that it's like most of us do have that extra layer of intuition because why would we have that desire to help other people in that deep and meaningful way we did in? So it's usually those professions go hand in hand with like a very well-developed intuition and energetic body and that kind of sensitivity, but in such a deeper way than just that one-dimensional, like I'm sensitive. So yeah, I think that sure. that, I think that that's something that people will tell really deeply intuitive children and even like teenagers yeah. oh my goodness like my hormones as a major yeah. plus <laughs> what I'm now discovering were gifts must have made yeah. parenting me a literal nightmare I have right. no right. idea how my mother is still standing <laughs> everyone who's listening yeah. to this please send her flowers but I don't yeah. know I should be making a weekly parade in her honor <laughs> literally you go mom but truly, like, I think that that's something, and my mom's just like, oh my gosh, you must just be so sensitive because she didn't right. have the vernacular, right? Like she, yeah. she's just like, oh my God, my daughter is literally only ever freaking out. Like that, yeah. that, that's what she thought was happening. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Andrea, you're so sensitive, but ultimately, of course I am sensitive, but there's so much mm -hmm. more to it, right? So, oh, Yeah. I think that coming into yeah. that awareness and really embracing yeah. that, that we are energetic beings yes. living in these weird little flesh suits, like, yeah. I think that really embracing that and calling on tools like Reiki and tools like energy healing and energy workers are so, so supportive because I always wonder, like, what would it have been like if I would have gotten a Reiki session when I was 15 or 16? Yeah. What it's would have so true and there's been for me. yeah and there's been such a shift in consciousness like I love it even like now that crystals are like sold to urban outfitters like you know what I mean it's such a normal thing for our consciousness to have shifted and evolved you know in a way that like our parents generation might not have understood and like you know the next generation will be even more evolved and even more so it is so important to get yourself that support in any way possible. But I mean, of course, as an energy worker, I'm so passionate about that because sometimes we can have these stuck energies and we don't know where they're coming from. And sometimes if we have stuck energy in one area, it's actually manifesting as a different emotion or as a different experience in the body. So being able to go in there, figure out what's going on, clear it so that we can live a joyful life. Like that is my greatest passion. It's like, yes, I love material things. I do. I like, you know, my relationships, but I think everything has to feel good. And that is my greatest passion is like telling people you can have joy and it is possible. You just really have to like let it in. Of course. Yeah. I'd love to know what sort of like, what sort of physical symptoms can Reiki really help treat? That's something I've always been so fascinated yeah. by. I would say, honestly, there is no symptom that Reiki can't treat. It is after a session, your body will be cleared of ailments, but sometimes what can happen is, you know, sensations in the body come from re repetitive, like, beliefs or thought patterns over time. So, like, let's say you have, like, a problem in your foot. That can be sometimes, like, oh, a fear of moving forward. So, like, we'll go in, we'll clear it. That will be healed. 
But then after your session, if you kind of fall back into those mental patterns of being afraid of what comes next or things like that, it can come up again. So like chronic pain really is just chronic thoughts over time. Of course, I want to be sensitive because people do experience pain in different ways and it can be very complex and very deep. But really, I would say like anything can be cleared from this. Um, I know a lot of people who are undergoing like chemotherapy or things like that can use this as a treatment in addition to that. Um, so I would say just like where, whenever you're called to have that work to clear, it is possible for your body to receive that healing and to really come through and clear. And like something I love to do is like, after all my sessions, I'll give my clients like an affirmation and just like some really helpful notes for moving forward because yeah, you're clear, but if you're unaware of this thing, or I don't even like to like highlight a problem, but I just love to give a solution. So like after really just making sure people feel supported, like here are some things I intuited for you that will like continue your healing after the session is basically. That sounds absolutely so special. And if I can just speak on my own chronic pain experience, because I, I also feel that sensitivity. Like this is, I know that this is a manifestation of thoughts that I keep repeating, but I always feel very afraid or, well, I don't know if afraid is the right word, but maybe mm-hmm. overly cautious of, being, of telling people that because I never want to make it seem like somebody is manifesting a disease based on their own. It's like, Based on their and it's own like trivializing thoughts. it too. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of exactly. just like, well, maybe if you cleaned your thoughts up, you know, yes, like that's never, exactly. that's never the reality. It's no, so much never, deeper never. than that. So even to speak no, of no. my own chronic pain, I have chronic pain in the back of my head and the top of my neck because I had an incision right. there for brain surgery. Right. Like I know yeah. that. I still feel feel a lot of fear and trauma around that incision, around that like Ex- literal yes. invasion of my brain. And so every yes. time I go to oh the doctor, gosh. the doctor's telling me like everything's fine, everything healed properly, everything. Right. Is, and I'm like, okay, well then why does this still hurt? And I know that it's still right, like a level of fear that's there. Like there's well, still you like know what a else is so fear. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to interrupt you, but I think this is like, I just got like goosebumps from head to toe. Our bodies can like, we are conscious a hundred percent, like our unconscious is conscious a hundred percent of the time. And so when you underwent that procedure, your body can be holding the memory of that. Like, I mean, that's a very traumatic procedure to undergo, you know, like in all ways and like what the doctors were talking about during it. Even if you have no conscious memory of it, your body can actually hold on to that energy. So it could be as simple as like that memory is like living in that part of your body. Even if you don't have the conscious memory of the procedure itself, it can still be there. So that also could be another reason for that pain above and beyond. It's like, oh, I'm like still thinking thoughts. It can just literally be that traumatic thing is still being stored in that area. That is so wild. Like I never even considered (laughs) the fact that anesthesia is really only shutting down. Like it's obviously putting your body to sleep. I never woke up in my surgery. I never had that type of experience, but it's only shutting down your conscious mind because your subconscious is still developing in utero. It's still developing when you're sleeping. Why wouldn't your subconscious still be taking things in when you're undergoing surgery? So yes, when we say that exactly. chronic pain is a result of our thoughts, we are by no means saying that like, oh, well, maybe if you were doing your affirmations, you right. wouldn't yeah. have cancer. Like no one's saying, yeah. no, <laughs> no one's saying all. that exactly. at all. 
but it's you're not to blame for it for sure in that way of course but it is very empowering for me to know that like for a long time going to the doctors and hearing like there's nothing wrong like i don't know what to tell you there's nothing wrong that was like terrifying for me because i'm like okay well doctors can't figure out what's going on then what am i gonna do about this sort of thing and now knowing like oh this is actually thought work and this can be cleared through energy work that is so that is so so like empowering to me knowing that like oh actually this is something that can be cleared just because doctors work with our physical bodies they are like literally experts that's what doctors are Yes. And like, think about if you were conscious during that surgery, like on an emotional level, how traumatic knowing, even if you couldn't feel the sensations of what was going on, like seeing it and experiencing it. Well, you did do that. It was just on a subconscious level. So sometimes that grief, that trauma can still just live in those parts. And so it's like, yeah, working to kind of move it out um, as well. Yeah, that was so enlightening. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm so You're happy welcome. that you I was like, I have to get this out. <laughs> I was like, I need to get this out there. Oh my goodness. I've never even, and I've given so much thought to what I've, to what I underwent with my surgery because right. I do do this energy work. I'm constantly telling my clients like, oh, we need to really get to the root of this block. We really need to yeah. continue to investigate this deeply. And I really push my clients. I really am conscious about not traumatizing or not re-traumatizing or opening up old wounds before people are ready but Mm -hmm. I do really push my clients and I can do that from a space of integrity because I'm doing that work myself yes exactly so it was really really enlightening to hear that I would love to know um so since this is an entrepreneurial podcast what is your vision for your practice like what is Like, what's your mission with your Reiki work? Yeah, so I would say for me, like, really, I do this work because I'm good at it, but really because I love it. So what I'll do is I will open up slots. Like, I don't necessarily have a consistent, like, practice over the year. Like, one month, I'll feel like, oh, my gosh, I really want to take on, like, more clients this month. So open up additional spots. It's really whatever brings me joy. And because I love it, I think that's why my healing are so powerful. So if I'm not in the space where I'm like in the mood to do it, I don't want to like half-ass show up. I want to like be there because I want to be there. So really my biggest goal is just to continue to find the threads of joy and do what I'm called to do in the bigger sense. Definitely I want to widen my impact and start um, like training and facilitating um, Reiki uh, certification so that people can take this and do it on themselves you know, certify other people to do it and really kind of scale the impact in that way, because I do believe there needs to be more healers that have this knowledge, even if it's just passing it on to your friend or, or whatever. So in the bigger sense, like definitely scaling my impact, but on the micro sense, like just really continuing to live in that space of joy and like doing what I'm called to do and doing it because I like it, not because I feel like it's something like I should do, or I should offer this. Does that make sense? That makes total sense because ultimately that's where your magic will come from is really openly pursuing that joy and really giving yourself the space to do that. It can be really, really hard for people to do that because they might be really, really worried about paying their rent or paying their bills. So giving them the space to really make that, to really make that available for them can be difficult, Mm -hmm. but 
honestly, like that's why I encourage my clients. How can we automate this? How can we make your business easy to run? How can we make it so that you can really have a business that's really running itself and generating income? Maybe you have an ebook that like Mm -hmm. people run Facebook ads to like that you run Facebook ads to, right? And, and you can bring that income so that it's coming in in a more passive way so that you can really flex in and out of your business in a way that leaves you feeling empowered. And like you said, chasing that thread of joy, like that is so, so powerful. And so I want to use the word liberating. I think that that's, (laughs) I think that that's the word that I'm going for because that's what people are really looking for in their work and in their business is that feeling of liberation. Right. Yeah. And like, I know people who have like millions and millions of dollars and they can't spend it. They feel uncomfortable with it. So like, I think as a society, we have this idea of like, Oh, if my business makes money, you know, then I'll feel good. But it's like, once you get that money, if you don't feel good, you can't feel good. So I think in a micro way, really trying to like find that joy every step of the way. And if that's like, whatever you're called to do in that way, if it's having a dope like side hustle, you know, while you're developing this, like that is amazing too. And like, something I want to say is it's so important to be paid for your work as an entrepreneur, as a light worker, as a healer. I found, you know, working with a bunch of different people, like if I would roll out and knew I have this um, like everyday magic bundle, which is like guided journal prompts and meditations to help people have like a really extraordinary week. And when I first rolled that out, you know, I would offer it to people, oh, do you want to try this for free? Or people would ask me like, hey, can I have this? And it's not a huge like it's not a huge um, investment if you're looking for that kind of change and I will say that the people who got it for free never even like opened it so it's like you want the clients who want to invest in themselves those are the ones who are committed who are going to like really dedicate to their healing and so it's so important I think we undervalue like coaches and healers and things like that but like if you are an entrepreneur like getting paid is so valuable not just to you but to your clients because it gives them an opportunity to invest in themselves in such a bigger way so like that is so important too that is such a that is such an amazing thing to think to mention because i want to mention one of my clients she's an intuitive she is truly one of the most gifted people i've ever met in my entire life and when we were working together her signature offer was I think around mm-hmm. a quarter of the price that it is now. And mm-hmm. so when we, yeah, when we first started working together, her signature offer was significantly less of an investment than it was now. And right. in gradually raising her prices first to more adequately represent the um, level of energy it takes her to perform yeah. that service for people. She's like, wow, these are getting a lot deeper. Like originally I was only setting aside 20 minutes for these, but now I'm noticing that these are going to 45 minutes to an hour. And I told her, I said, that's because money is energy. So when you do energy work for people and you're not getting energy in response, um, like spirit, the universe, God, whatever vernacular makes you feel the best and makes you feel most aligned, they will automatically cap what you're able to put out because the universe doesn't want you operating in a chronic deficit. Like that's not fair to you. No, exactly. So exactly. And by charging not that much, you're actually robbing people of an opportunity to invest in themselves. Like that is like literally putting your money where your mouth is. Like you want this service. 
invest in yourself. Like I never feel like when I pay for a service, like you pay for a massage, it's like, oh, I'm doing this for me. I'm not, oh, I'm doing this because I want to pay this masseuse. It's like, oh, I'm going to get this thing out of it. And so, you know, really giving people the opportunity to invest themselves. I really, really believe in that so deeply. And they will invest in themselves in a bigger sense. Like they will listen to the messages. They will commit. Whereas like if you're not charging, you know, what's aligned or you're doing it for free because you don't feel like it's worth anything, you're probably not going to have like astounding results because people aren't like investing themselves in a bigger sense. So, so that is so true. Even with a coach, like even as a coach, like I've noticed yeah. that as my prices have gone up, my clients are able to invest so much more energy into themselves because exactly. I'm a big believer that when people pay up, they show up. And exactly. I don't want right? so like, and I don't want to yes. work with people who aren't, um, who aren't able to fully commit to their own growth. And if I was charging exactly. what I charged when I first started, the type mm -hmm. of growth that people were, were having just wouldn't be available. Like it wouldn't be available to them because yeah. it just, it just doesn't work that way. Like if I was still coaching people for free, none of the yeah. people I coached for free made it to a $10,000 month. And that's exactly. because exactly. ultimately that's because like they're, as much as they did really, really amazing work and I'm so proud of them, yeah. they will even say like, okay, now I'm ready to invest. And almost everyone who worked with me for free decided to invest with me again because they said, yeah. I'm ready for the energetic investment that comes from coaching because yeah. there's so exactly. much magic in that. And the same thing with Reiki. I'm so excited. Yeah, I would love to know um, if there's like, if there was ever someone who you were like, oh, if you're feeling this way, you need Reiki. Like what's, what's a really common, I don't, I want, I want to say like group of symptoms. What's a really, really common feeling yeah. that people have where you immediately like hear that someone's feeling this way and you're like, wow, I think Reiki yeah. is, like, is you necessary. Could use for a session. You. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say like, everybody's so different. Like I said, I work a ton with like coaches and light workers because it's like to support people that need the support. So I would say like, if you're feeling like burnt out or like stuck, but basically if you have like a symptom, but you can't find the source of it, like I'm feeling stuck, but I don't really understand why, or I'm feeling really burnt out, but like, I don't get that because I love like the business that I'm running. That would sort of be I guess when people come to me is like when they need that help to just move something forward but they can't really put their finger on the specific thing if that makes sense that's like very convoluted but <laughs> that makes a ton of sense and I want to know as well I've um met people who do Reiki in person I've never had a session before yeah but I've met people yeah. who've done Reiki in person. And I also know lots of people who mm -hmm. do Reiki via distance. And I'd love to know yeah. why is Reiki something that you can do for somebody over the phone? Yeah, sure. So um, essentially like the idea is energy can move across time and space. Like that's true, right? Like we know when somebody passes away who we love, we don't stop loving them because they left this physical plane, right? Like that emotion is still potent within us. And so Reiki, there actually is like the different symbols <clears throat> that you use. So above and beyond, like bringing the light in, there's like specific um, symbols you get attuned to when you become um, a Reiki practitioner. And one of them is that distance symbol. So you're able to move it across time and space. And essentially it's like, yeah, energy is energy is energy. So you can connect your energy fields. And 
it's actually like really wild. Like obviously I believe in it. I work in this space, but it also, I'm like blown away pretty much every time I give a session, like I'll debrief with somebody after and they'll be like, oh, I was like smelling lavender during the session. And I'm like, how did you know I was using lavender like during our session? Like, it's just so wild. Like energy can be transmuted um, in that or transferred in that way. And so the difference is really just like your personal preference. Um, I know a lot of people like this in Reiki. If they haven't experienced the healing before, it can be kind of intimidating. So it's like, literally we do a phone call, you get a dope meditation, you recline in your bed and we do this session and then we do a little debrief after. There really is like no quote, like big difference um, between the two. And I will say like when I started, I was doing in-person Reiki here in the city. And I just found like the effort of like going to somebody's space like staging it clearing it out I wasn't able to give as much like focus to the session or like during the session I would be like oh my gosh like I wish I had my singing bowl with me or like this crystal with me because I can't bring my like whole arsenal with me you know every time I go so to me that was when I decided to change my practice was I want to be able to have everything available so that if I'm like oh this essential oil or this you know crystal will work really well for this session like I have it available and then people are busy so they don't necessarily have you know a ton of time to dedicate to it so they can just be in the comfort of their own home have like a nice little high vibe experience and then have time to integrate it kind of in their own time and space also that is so special so I would love to know um just before we wrap up so we know that I'm booking yeah. a session with you right because yeah right to it right you're my last yeah. one <laughs> Which we've discussed. Yeah. Can't wait to tell my mom I found you. It's going to be so wild. Know, exactly. Such an awkward Thanksgiving. She'll be shocked. I know. It's so crazy. Surprise, <laughs> mom. I found my twin. You've never met her. Um, but the plot thickens. Full twin. She We're lives like in twin New York twins, You know? <laughs> I'm very excited yeah. about this. So I'd yeah. love to know, like, you book a Reiki, you book a distance Reiki session. What does that look like on yeah. the end of the client? Yeah, sure. So um, especially what I'll do is um, I love staying in like the love and the solution space rather than the problem space, because I feel like sometimes if we're coming from the problem, that just continues to activate that vibration. So what I do is I'll have um, essentially an energy reading pre-prepared. We'll get on the phone. I'll like go through what I've observed in the energy field and, you know, any messages that I feel like need to be delivered. And then I'll talk about how we will work through these things um, during the session. Then they get um, a meditation that I sent over with a custom affirmation. And the meditation, based, it's like me, I recorded it. It's like me walking you through this session. So like opening your chakras, all of that. And while that's going on, like we play, we like push play at the same time on the meditation. I'm home. I'm listening to the meditation. And then I'm doing all of the energy work while they're listening to it. That way they have like, the ability to be in their experience truly and I can do my work and then after the session like usually within a couple days I'll send like a follow-up email like here's what I noticed again like really staying in the solution not like oh you were very blocked here because by the end of the session like you'll be cleared it's a new point we don't need to go into it but like I'll be like here's a crystal you know that I think will really work for you um or here's like another affirmation I'll just basically give a debrief and like here are the messages to like keep you healing and keep you feeling well that sounds absolutely incredible. I cannot wait for my session. I think it'll be so transformative. And it blows my mind that oh, I've waited yeah, sure. this long to get Reiki work done. Like, I'm just like, how? how? 
how have I gone on? Well, it always finds you when you're ready. So perfect timing. I guess so. I guess that that's exactly the way that it always ends up working out. So I'd love to know, how can people find you? Yeah, sure. So um, on Instagram at Sarah Blackburn Reiki, I do offer weekly like energy forecast, kind of like a horoscope, but like, here's what the vibe of this week looks like. And here's how you can uh, make the best of it. And then my website, which is www.sarahablackburn.com. And Sarah's with an H. That's very important to us, Sarah. S-A-R-A-H-A Blackburn.com. This is going to be so incredible and I'm so excited for everybody in my audience to get this type of work done especially if you're a coach especially if you're an energy healer really prioritizing this type of self-care wherever you can will be so transformative for you and I've been like nudged and brought to like I feel like I started getting messages about needing Reiki work done probably late June early July and now it's just Mm -hmm. like amplifying and amplifying and the more I learn about it the more I see why like I really take (laughs) on a lot of people's shadow and I really take on a lot of people's energy and as much as I do my own energy clearing practices Mm -hmm. and as much as I really do my best to be like a a vessel of support for people and really trying to clear that vessel as often as I possibly can inevitably like it's not like I don't have any shadow or blocked energy that that can cling to right it's not like I'm like okay well when I'm not working with clients I'm meditating on a mountain exactly and also when you do your own healing you are still kind of in a sense bringing your own resistance like I definitely don't have as powerful Reiki sessions on myself as I do on my clients and so like I see people for Reiki too like I'll do it on myself but know it's so much easier when you have somebody who's no resistance about like your well-being your life and they can hold that vision for you and like really in such a big way that like I find that I can't necessarily go that deep with myself that makes a lot of sense I am so so excited and I can't encourage people to get this done enough and also after I get Reiki done from you which I'm hoping that I'll be able to do this month I will be on my Instagram stories updating everybody on the process because this is something I've never gotten done before but my client I have a lot of clients who have Reiki practitioners themselves and they really really find it nurturing they really really find it supportive I have a client who had a Reiki session done right before bed um, on a Sunday after a really really weird Saturday like just Uh a really really weird day on Saturday so she messaged her practitioner she said that they could fit her in right before bed on Sunday. So she got Reiki uh-huh. done, then went to sleep, woke up on Monday feeling like a completely new person after yeah. the weirdest and yeah. the most uncomfortable, like energetically uncomfortable weekend ever. She's yeah. like, I feel completely rejuvenated and completely, she feels like she feel, she said that she felt like she slept for three days straight, but in the best yeah. And I'm it's like, incredible. It really is that's what I need. I need this. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to encourage anyone who's feeling chronically depleted or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe Reiki is going to be a next step for you. And if mm-hmm. you really feel like you connected with Sarah over this interview, then definitely check out her Instagram 
and send her a message. She might be the perfect person for you to work with because that type of healing is so, so valuable, especially yeah. if you are a healer, a light worker, a coach, you are taking on the energy of the people you work with, no matter how, yes. no matter how great your energy clearing practice is, <laughs> you, you know, like that's super helpful. I will never say that saging yourself or doing energy clearing work or having crystals is ineffective because we know that it's so yeah. deeply effective, but really having yeah, that Reiki right. energy from someone else is so deeply replenishing almost in a way that other things can't even touch. Yes, totally. It's like a holistic, it doesn't just like, Oh, here's one problem. It's like a holistic clearing and across time and space. It's really good. <laughs> I am so excited. Thank you so much for taking the time and doing Thank this interview you. with us. All of your yes, links are pleasure. going to be in the description of this episode because I want everybody to be following you all the time. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for taking the time and really helping me educate everybody who listens to the podcast about what Reiki is, about who you are, yeah. and about why this work is so special, so needed, and so important for energy workers and light workers and coaches. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. So much fun. <laughs>